Happy Monday and welcome back to our live from KBIA discussions we're hosting here for community connection conversation over the airwaves each day at this time in this place. Thank you for joining us. Well, cases of COVID-19 are on the rise across the country and here in Missouri. A second tragic crisis is also unfolding around us as stay-at-home orders to keep everyone safe also mean that businesses across the nation and here in our towns in mid-Missouri and in Columbia are having to close their doors. And with those closures, business owners are seeing their dreams shuttered, we hope temporarily. And people who work in restaurants and bars and other industries are seeing their jobs disappear. Missouri, with the rest of the nation, has seen a record-breaking jump in unemployment claims. So today, we're going to break down the impact of the coronavirus crisis on business, the economy, and our livelihoods here in Como and in mid-Missouri. Our guest today is Alan Spell, a professor with MU Extension and an economic and workforce researcher. For full disclosure, Alan is also a longtime friend of our family. We've been on a few camping trips with our families together. And recently, Alan's been busy analyzing the impact of the crisis on Missouri's economy. So we're going to talk to Alan Spell. We also want to talk with you. Are you a business owner who's had to make a difficult decision during this time to close your doors and leave employees without jobs? Are you finding workarounds and innovations that are helping you? Maybe you've recently lost a job yourself through all of this. Let us know what's going on with you. You can join the conversation today as usual. It's 573-882-9136 to call. Again, call us at 882-9136. All right, Alan Spell, welcome and thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Janet. How can you hear me? I'm calling on my cell phone today. We can hear you loud and clear, Alan. So, Alan, you are an economist, as we said. We've also just said that you're a parent and a citizen watching all of this unfold. So what does all of this look like to you economically? What are you observing? Well, of course, this is obviously, first and foremost, we're thinking about the health of our of our family and friends and, and, and of course, the larger, you know, citizens of our state and the United States. And, you know, I, I obviously, as someone who looks at the economy, you know, you've got to you got to put that lens on first of what are we um, looking at from the health care side of it. That's obviously the most impactful thing. But sure. knowing that, um, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that this also is going to have a tremendous economic impact to our citizens and, you know, mm-hmm. jobs and, and income, the money that we make. Um, you know, to pay our bills and to, to put food on the table is really important. And so we want to try to understand that, you know, the, the the challenge that we have here is that it's, you know, one, it's a, it's a, you know, a time that we're going down in terms of business, in terms of our economy. And we're, we're planning that, you know, this is one of the, the times that is really kind of surreal in terms of the economy where we are actually choosing to, to have our economy, um, uh, suffer, and that's and that's to have that trade off of hopefully less people ill and and more people surviving this, um, but it's going to impact us, and it's really um, you know a challenge to understand how long that impact is going to be because we really haven't seen anything like this before. We've had the recession in two thousand eight and nine that was was caused by different things. We had um, you know things like SARS before and um, the nine eleven attacks that caused uh, recessions. Or, or that caused downturns, but we really had nothing to compare to to say how how this is going to impact us um, for the long term. But it's definitely going to be substantial, and we're just 
now trying to get a handle on some of the numbers that are coming across. But we uh, we know in the hospitality sector, we know in the the um, recreational activities. You and I have, have gone camping before and enjoyed going out to uh, get some of nature's fresh air, but we can't go camping right now. We just tried to, to look on that over spring break and can't do that. Oh, really? We're, yeah. So, we, you know, a lot of things that we just take for granted that we can do day to day, we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's impacting some of the people that, um, you know, are at the, the, the lower income of, of, uh, of jobs in a lot of these hospitality industries that, um, you know, are going to get hit the most and in, in right now. Yes. Uh, we're talking with Alan Spell, an economist and professor with MU and MU Extension, who looks at uh, workforce and uh, economic impact in the state of Missouri and has done for a very long time. Um, you also can join our call again at 882-9136. Again, that's 573-882-9136. We do have some callers lined up to talk with us. Um, we will get to those calls in a second. But Alan, uh, let me just ask you, you know, you, you said there's this is like nothing you've seen. Um, unfortunately, I'm sure that is the case. What are you seeing? What industries out there are really being damaged right now? What is the outlook for that? I hate to ask, but want to know. Um, and are you seeing any workarounds and innovations? Right. No, good, good question. Well, right now, immediately, we're, we're seeing what we're hearing a lot of times in the news, the, the restaurant, the small retail the hotel industry, um, those numbers have just dropped off of, of a cliff, unfortunately, in terms of jobs and sales. Uh, there are there are um, data uh, from different industries, for example, uh, the hotel industry showing that as of last week, uh, occupancy rates went down to 30%, which is um, just a week prior was at 50% and could get down into the single digits. That's what um, happened in China and Italy. So we're, we're talking less than one in 10 rooms being rented, and that's, mm-hmm. that's obviously hitting the, um, the lodging and hotel industry a lot. Restaurants, as we know, are really impacted hard by this as well. They're, they're um, not able to serve customers uh, in, in their uh, actual establishment, and sometimes not at all. And if they are doing anything, they're, they're trying to do some of that carry out and some of that delivery type of stuff. But, but it's, it's 270,000 jobs in our Missouri economy are in the accommodations and food services. So that's about 11% of our private sector workforce. So about one in 10 people working in the, these industries that are immediately impacted. Um, and I, I think we, while we don't know those industry numbers now, we saw a, a big uptick in uh, initial employment claims last week, um, advanced numbers that uh, are probably going to be really felt and really seen in those accommodations and food services industries. Those are first and foremost, followed by those small, the small retail shops that are that are not able to, um, you know, uh, to be in business as we as we restrict our uh, our um, our activities outside the house. Okay. Um, before we get to our callers, um, really quickly, Alan, are you uh, seeing? preparations, responses from the state of Missouri, from local uh, business organizations um, that are providing resources to people that are going through this uh, cliff drop, as you say, in uh, impact? Well, there's, there's, you know, from the federal level, we, of course, we, we last week had that, that yes. tremendously huge uh, stimulus mm-hmm. uh, package that that's just in and of itself unprecedented, the, the amount of that, which is, is truly big. And we could have a whole discussion on that. Yes. Um, and then at the state level, I know uh, 
that the Department of Economic Development has a lot of tools in their um, in their quiver, if you will, to, to try to help uh, companies um, and and things like their community development block grants that can be uh, more flexible in how that money is spent to help communities. So I know they're looking at a lot of things like that. Um, uh, in, in terms of businesses themselves, and I think at the, the smaller uh, local areas, you know, city mayors and so forth are trying to decide on that right balance of, of how do I um, let uh, companies and small businesses operate but not um, endanger our folks. And so, you know, having the ability for um, people to, or for restaurants, for example, to, to do the carryout, to do uh, deliveries um, is one of those accommodations. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we just really don't know when when we can get back to some level of opening things back up in china it's been two two and a half uh, or so months and they are just starting now to reopen things and um you know and if if there's if that's any telling for you know our uh, economy we could be looking at june or something before we start opening things back up the you know the peak of of um, uh, of this virus is hopefully going to be past us by then but even when even when we turn the faucet back on and let people start coming out and spending money again, it's still going to take time for some of these industries to start picking back up and um, you know get getting getting people confidence to go out there and spend again. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Alan, for this timeline and these observations. You're listening to our noontime check-in together on KBIA. I'm Janet Saini. We're talking with Alan Spell, who's a researcher, uh, professor, and economist with MU Extension. Um, Today, we're talking about the impact our current crisis is having on Missouri's economy and our local economy here in our towns in mid-Missouri and in Columbia. We want to hear from you. Uh, We are hearing from you. We have some callers uh, who are waiting to join us. Callers, stand by. Be patient. We really want to hear your perspective. Um, let me first go, we're going to stay on with Alan, but let me go to Nikki Davis. Nikki Davis is the executive director of the District Downtown Community Improvement District, who works with a lot of district businesses. Nikki, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, well, thanks for calling in. Nikki, what are you seeing with the business owners that you're in touch with and with your own business, Muse uh, Clothing Shop? Uh, what are your observations at this time? Yeah, it's, you know, it's honestly, it's really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Our businesses are uh, incredibly um, devastated by all of this. They are doing everything that they can to continue to keep their business going and keep their employees being paid as much as possible. But um, as many of them that are doing the curbside pickup, that are doing online shopping and free delivery, it's never going to you know, get back the sales that they are missing from being open a full day. Um, As much as we push, you know, buying gift cards now and using them later, we do need some definite um, step-ins from our government to help um, continue to keep them open. Okay, yes. Um, Nikki, anything that you want Columbia citizens to keep in mind, anything that we can do to help business owners? And we have a lot of people lined up on the phones. We're going to get to your call. Thanks for being patient. I must say, if you're calling and you get, you might get a busy, busy signal, just hang on. We will get to you as soon as we can. Um, Nikki, anything that we should keep in mind? Yeah. Um, so if you go to the dis- discoverthedistrict.com, we do have a full list of all of the businesses that are doing 
um, curbside pickup or free delivery. We have one for uh, retailers and services and one for our restaurants. Um, I would highly encourage to continue to buy those gift cards now and use them later. Um, but also putting some pressure on our, our government. I would say the city of Columbia has been amazing. They've gotten us free parking downtown um, and for the duration of this. And we do have curbside pickup hoods in front of any of the businesses that are doing that, um, which is fantastic. But we do need to go um, you know, higher to the, the governor and, and make sure that we are getting these funds as quickly as possible so that our businesses can um, continue to run and provide for their families. Okay. Nikki Davis, thank you so much for joining our call today. And please call in with anything, any other discussions you want to join us on on our noontime check-in. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nikki, and good luck out there. Um, let's go to another caller. Russ is calling from Columbia. Russ, you're a business owner. How are things going for you right now? Uh, they're doing okay. Uh, yeah, we have Columbia Appliance here in town. Uh, we have noticed that sales have dropped off a little bit, which is understandable, but we're still here during, uh, during this and doing service and offering parts for people that are using their appliances more often now when they're second home. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you, have you found any resources or any workarounds that are helping you during this time? Uh, I mean, we're getting a lot more people that are doing kind of call-in shopping, which we welcome. Um, I mean, I've offered people to do like Zoom or FaceTime if they, you know, have an appliance that cannot be repaired. Uh, okay. We can try to help them shop sort of over the phone virtually and okay. try to keep it as much uh, no touch as possible. You know, our um, our delivery and service guys are all equipped with gloves and, and uh, masks so that when they do go in the home, they can protect themselves and also protect people they were visiting. Okay, very good to know. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, so appliance repair by Zoom. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Russ, yes. for your call. Yeah, and, yeah, we can help talk people through their own appliance repair too if that's needed. You okay, know, well, we we'll, have a lot to do that. Yeah. Thank you for calling in, and best of luck to you, Russ. Thanks. Uh, let's go to Michael Fields uh, calling from Columbia. Michael, you also are a business owner. How are things going for you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, what are you finding with the impact of this crisis? How's it changing your business? What are your workarounds at the moment? Oh, well, I own a cracked up mobile right here downtown and uh, right on Broadway. So first thing we can notice is that there's way less, obviously, because nobody's out uh, foot traffic. So, um, but the good thing about us is um, we got a, a small lobby and we have curbside right up front of us and so from our window we can see when someone pulls up and we're just really operating on call first schedule your repair first and uh, we can come out and pick up your phone and take it back inside they can you know, go drive around or sit in their car and wait and then we can bring it back out to them okay um, so so would you say with these workarounds you're able to keep business going fairly steadily or is are you getting a hit yeah, it's uh, week by week. I mean, obviously okay. with the uh, the landlords helping out with the rent and all the banks helping out with pushing things back, it's kind of uh, steady for us just because our expenses are pushed back a little bit now. So it's just kind of taking it week by week, day by day, and um, keep seeing how if, if traffic stops. And we've, we've noticed that, you know, around payday in the weekend, people are still adamant to find a way to get their tablets or their cell phones fixed because they're probably sitting at home looking at it all the time now and being on social media and getting tired of it, a cracked screen. So we haven't seen a huge, huge drop-off, but I would say we're uh, 
probably about three to four transactions less a day. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad things are ticking along a little bit, Michael. Thank you very much for that call. Um, we are still here with Alan Spell, economist and researcher with MU Extension and the University of Missouri. Uh, we're talking about the impact of the current crisis on business and the economy. Um, we're happy to take your call if you want to talk with about uh, how this is impacting your business. Have you lost a job? We haven't had any callers talking about that yet. I know there are people that are suddenly losing positions. I know business owners are struggling with these decisions to shut down when it has such an impact on people who work for them. Let us know how it's going for you. Uh, you can give us a call at 573-882-9136. And we want to get back to Alan. But first, I want to take a call from Tracy Gleason with Missouri Budget Project. Um, Tracy, you have been on my list to call you, actually, to get your perspective. What is your perspective? I know you are looking a lot with your research at Missouri Budget Project on the more vulnerable aspects of our population and disparities regularly. What are you seeing? And thanks for calling us. Well, thank, yeah, thanks for having these conversations. Um, yeah, we have been looking a lot at um, definitely folks in Missouri that are hurting, but also what the state and federal governments have done and can do to both help people put food on the table, weather the storm, and then mitigate the economic damage in the future. Um, I think one of the things that we need to remember is that we really do need to bolster that consumer demand in order to, to mitigate those problems economic problems as we move forward. Um, as people are losing their jobs, they are going to be looking for further safety net services um, in terms of nutrition assistance, um, unemployment and insurance, and ways to just help their families get through this. And there has been so much great work done, but there's still a lot of gaps that are going to need to be filled um, at multiple government levels in the coming uh, weeks and months. The challenge is, as our state legislators are, are figuring out how to meet to pass additional budgets for the current year and next year, is that we don't know how much revenue we're going to have coming in in order to, to fund those services. Okay. Tracy, thank you for that reminder. I mean, the, we you are really looking at the hardest hit among us, which are going to be the people... Uh, operating with livelihoods on minimum wage um, and working in some of these service industries that are so hard hit. Uh, Tracy, what does the Missouri Budget Project have any specific recommendations that they'd like to see cities um, doing or statewide? What would you like to see happening going forward? Well, statewide, just addressing some of the Medicaid eligibility, I mean, Medicaid expansion, obviously, is a huge thing that will be coming before voters, probably before it's taken up legislatively. But um, making sure that folks can actually receive Medicaid services should they have been exposed um, or have concerns about coronavirus being able to, to kind of loosen some of the regulations around accessing nutrition assistance. Um, that economic stimulus bill that the federal government passed last week that, that you and Alan were talking about earlier, it did not include an increase to nutrition assistance, which is something that is going to be vital um, for families to be able to afford food. And again, to boost that overall consumer spending when the economy is weak. Okay. Uh, question one of our producers had uh, for you, Tracy and Alan, you might also have some insights on this. Um, do we anticipate any issues or differences between rural and urban communities with this crisis? That's, that's a good question. I'm, I'm actually starting to look a little bit of that um, 
right now because, you know, one of the things that we know is obviously in, in, in the larger urban areas, there is, there is more typically uh, um, relative to size, more professional services, more of the firms that uh, the IT firms, for example, and things, th- industries where people are, are more used to maybe uh, working um, remotely and with laptops and with office equipment. where mm. so, so you can sometimes uh, do your work from home a little bit more easily. And in the rural areas, a lot of the economies are built around either agriculture, which is uh, you know, a challenge for farm workers and, and getting the labor you need it when you need it. Also, manufacturing starting, you know, manufacturing response to demand of consumers. And obviously, we've had a, a global crisis, and so they're, um, they're impacted as well. And then I think just generally in a lot of small towns, you have small retail and you have small um, restaurants that are just not able to operate at all. And so um, while the numbers may be larger in the larger cities, the relative impact of these rural areas is going to be more impactful. So it's going to, okay. it's going to take a larger percentage uh, of their jobs likely in some of the rural areas. Okay. Um, Tracy Gleason, thank you again for calling. Do you have anything to add to that or anything else? Uh, no, I, I mean, I think he's on target. I think we, we already see the proportional impact of um, SNAP and Medicaid and other services uh, being higher in some of those rural areas. So we're, we're dealing with economies that are already struggling. And so this is going to be a, a huge blow to them on top of that. All right. Uh, but otherwise, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, Tracy, for calling in. Join our discussion any day. Um, that was Tracy Gleason with the Missouri Budget Project, just um, uh, randomly, I think, listening and calling in to join the discussion. Um, we are talking about the impact of this current crisis on businesses, uh, small businesses, also people losing their jobs. We're going to unpack all of this. You're listening to our special live forum for community and conversation that we're having each day at noon here on KBIA. Our guest is Alan Spell, economist and researcher with University of Missouri and MU Extension. Uh, you can join us. Uh, what is happening with you? How has the tumultuous last few weeks weeks impacted you? Has it put you out of a job? Uh, Let us know what's happening with you. Are you a business owner finding new ways to maybe keep your doors open like we've heard from a couple of business owners here? Uh, Give us a call. Let us know what's happening at 573-882-9136. And speaking of rural and urban, we have a caller, Angela, is calling from New Franklin. Angela, how are things going with you? Well, I appreciate um, you, you mentioning the rural, you know, Missouri. Actually, things are uh, are going good. It's on the uptick. Um, okay. You know, go ahead. I, I was just saying, okay, that's good to hear. Go ahead. Well, what's kind of different for me is actually I am a, a brand-new upstart, um, actually just this year, 2020, and so was not expecting, you know, a high-income year. And yet now that we're in this whole new um uh, new normals, we want to call it, I've had, you know, to ask myself, you know, how can I contribute during this COVID-19 pandemic and what can I do differently um, and serve my customer um, as a Enneagram practitioner? I'm also a spiritual director and I write contemplative retreats. And so I said, well, how, what can I do? And so I thought, you know, I want to be able to offer one of my services free. And so that's really what I've done differently is, you know, um, consider what can I do uh, for free as you know it's not or what can I barter with you know it's, it's our whole economy and the exchange has um, become you know so uh, different and our options are different but anyway I 
so with social media, I'm actually able to offer a service of spiritual direction, which is a session. It's about an hour, and it can be done virtually. So um, I live way out uh, in the country in Howard County, and I also meet uh, one-on-one with folks outside on my patio uh, and can, you know, still accommodate that social distancing, and it works. Okay. So, um Angela, who, who's reaching out to you during this time for spiritual guidance? Who are your clients right now? Well, um, they're often those that are, um, you know, spiritual seekers are intentionally um, aware of their own journey spiritually. But it's really anyone um, who is looking for a listening ear. As a spiritual director, I'm trained to, uh, in this listening model of care, to really withhold judgment. And I have no answers to give anyone, but I do have a listening ear. And I just help, you know, sit with people um, wherever they're at. Uh, doesn't, they don't necessarily have to have a problem, uh, but just, you know, want a perspective from maybe a spiritual perspective. Um, but I have pastors that come to me. I have business owners. Um, I have leaders in the community. And I just have your, your everyday average um, individual uh, right. who may be wanting Okay. Angela, thank you so much for calling and, and sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate you, you it. Bet. Good you luck. Bet. Um, Alan, we've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners like Angela, Alton New Franklin, and others. And anything come to mind as an economist listening to this? Uh, anything that you think business owners and others should keep in mind? What's your response to what we've heard? Well, well, first off, you know, hearing from Angela, you know, it, it brought back a, an interesting idea that, you know, we've in this new um, world, if you will, that the, the economy is going to um, shift, you know, as we come through this and we get out of this to more and more of the of the world being online and doing transactions online. We're going to obviously get back to a lot of the normal things that we do. Um, but when you look at uh, how fast companies can shift to, to doing something online, to having online presence is really important so that, that one, their customers can stay informed about what's going on. They can deliver some services um, online, which is um, which is absolutely fabulous. But it also reminds me of that urban rural challenge again that we have in a lot of rural areas. The coverage of uh, broadband and how fast you can mm. get information um, really um, is is not where we want to be. Uh, and I, and I know that uh, long term we're going to have to solve that as a society because we can't. Um, you know, we can't move to this world and, and leave those rural areas behind with not having the, the fast broadband. And it's it's not like there's one simple solution. There is a lot of different ways that they could be approached. But I think that that's, um, one, a challenge. I, and and I, I think on the other hand, I, I, I love to hear the ingenuity that, that people have in businesses. They're always thinking about how can I make things work. Um, and, and a lot of times with these small retailers, small restaurants, they're working on thin margins to begin with. They have to do something to survive. And so mm. it's not going to be – it is going to be tough for some, some, some companies. They're going to not come out of this. But let's, um, let's, let's try to find some of these positive examples of what companies are doing and, you know, and, and hopefully expand that knowledge so that we're sharing that with more and more companies because um, I just think there's a lot of great ideas out there. Okay. Alan Spell, thank you so much. I know you're an optimist. You kind of look for that silver lining and then get in that lane. And uh, so thank you for your realistic view and also your view about when we might be bouncing back from this. Thank you so much for joining us, Alan. Thank you for having me. All right. That has been KBIA's live 
forum that we're doing each day at noon. Thank you for being here, for joining us. If you're listening and you're needing help, you can call 211 for the United Way of Missouri. They're there to help you. You can also go to como.gov slash coronavirus. There's a Get Help page. There's also a comohelps.org. And we heard um, from Nikki, uh, the Dave, Nikki Davis, the executive director of the district. There's discoverthedistrict.com and probably a lot of other resources out there for uh, people to support local businesses during this time. KBIA's live check-in at noon is produced by Christopher Husted and me with KBIA News Director Ryan Famuliner, Zia Kelly, Madison Conti. Thanks to Mark Johnson, Kyle Felling, Aaron Hay. Aaron, happy birthday. KBIA's health reporting is produced by Sebastian Martinez Valdivia and Rebecca Smith. You can see more at KBIA.org and join us each day. We'll be back here tomorrow for community and conversation. Thanks for being here. I'm Janet Saidi. Stay well and stay in touch.